1: Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio State uh, Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. Also to the boat rockers who are in the house. Good to see you guys. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right and the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina the editor at sons of And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty Radio.com or Sons of Liberty Media.com. And uh, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to join us on the video portion of the radio show, please do so. so uh, sons of Liberty, Me- sons of Liberty My tongue's all tied up this morning. Got my mind on several things this morning. Um, head over there. Scroll down right there on the right side of the page, and we are going live. You can enlarge that if you want to do that. You can see the face that's made for radio right there. Um, also, if you want to check us out on the Twitter account, Dean one Dean one on our Twitter. Periscope and Twitch, Setting Brush Fires, we're over there. Facebook is BradleyDeanSOL. YouTube, look up Bradley Dean two E's, Bradley uh, and Dean. And then uh, before it's news.com, we're on the front page there, also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. If you would like to support the Sons of Liberty, we don't have our handout for money, but we do tell you we have needs, please go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, head over there, and you'll notice right at the top of the page there is a donate button. You can make a donation if you want to help us out with our expenses that we have in uh, doing all that we do on the Internet, on the radio, and uh, out among the people as well. You can also set up to become a son or daughter of Liberty. What that is is just a monthly supporter. You can set up whatever the amount you want to do uh, to give. Uh, you can do that on your own, and uh, and we would appreciate that very much. As it does cost, but we don't charge people for anything. So if you feel led to, to support us in that, we would appreciate that very much. And then if you'll scroll down a little bit further down on sonslibertymedia.com, you'll notice that we have a place where you can sign up for our newsletter right here. And uh, do that, you get one email a day. It provides you all the articles that we've got. Some of those, including the radio show, the radio show archive. Some of you guys ask where that goes, or that goes here on Sons of Liberty Media. You'll get that in that email every day. We don't rent it out. You won't get spam. Um, you're not going to get you know products sent to you and all this other stuff. You just get from Sons of Liberty dot com one email a day. It comes in the evening time, and uh, that will be available to you as well. You can also uh, call in today if, you, if you've if you got uh, something you want to chime in on. Guys, I was changing up the titles because, again, some, some other things are on my mind this morning as far as what's going on, and I do apologize for that. So the title is not Bradley's title from yesterday's show. I didn't get to change that out. Abolishing state education with a biblical viewpoint is what we're going to be talking about today. It's Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and as usual, we have our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor, on the line. And uh, waiting on her to unmute there. Good morning, Lynn. Hi. <laughs> and you can see she looks Christmassy. Everything's red. and I'm sure she's got some green back there, too. That's, I think there's maybe some green back there as well. Uh, those of you who are listening by Red that Talk Radio, you can't see that. And that's okay, too. Um, okay, Lynn, so this month is uh, mm-hmm. December. And yep. we're going to be doing some things a little different than normal, I think. And we're going to be going with a biblical viewpoint of education. And this is going wow. to be aimed at moms and dads out there, uh, families, grandparents, uh, or whoever, of how we view the education. I think we really need I um, I don't know what the, the word would be, a restart, a reboot of mm-hmm. education. And that's got to begin in the home. You want to hit off on that?
0: absolutely and you know I'm so excited that we're being able to do this and we're going to do this the entire month and um, we're probably in all Tim going to have about 50, uh, 40 or 50 verses that we will um, have available for folks and you know if you are a Christian we want you to use these to kind of re-examine what is going on uh, in education, what should be going on, um, and how you can help. If you're not a Christian, we would urge you to consider about this because you know whether you're Christian or not, you do have children, you do love, and we know that you want the best for them. And so that is our aim this month um, to be able to in 2020 on sort of a, a more godly view. than we have the rest of the year, not that we don't ever, but it is just nice to be able to do this because you know we have brought it up the entire year. In fact, every broadcast that you and I have done, there's always some sort of Bible in it, which is fabulous. But, um, just want to make that the focus this, this month.
1: Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So, uh, what do we got on tap today? Because I, I, uh, I did bring up several of the articles and my computer's kind of acting a little funny this morning in, uh, not providing me everything I need here across okay. my bottom, my bottom toolbar. So, I pulled up the the scriptures we need. We've got a couple of right. articles of yours that we're going to reference. Before we do that, um, I mm-hmm. did tell people that you've got a special announcement that you want to make uh, to our audience. Oh, you want to do that
0: now? I, okay. I, want to, we- I
1: want to go ahead and do it now. I'm not going to keep them in suspense for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, if you had a drum roll effect, that's probably what we need. <laughs> Anyhow... Um sometime, hopefully this month or maybe first of the year, I'm not sure exactly when, but Charlotte Izerbite has agreed to come on and do an interview between Tim and I uh, so you guys can have that. And that is going to be absolutely uh, legendary, rock in the boat, and just historic because... Uh, Charlotte has been such a stumped whistleblower about some of the ills in our education system and lo and behold I had no idea she knew who I was or that I even existed but she has become an ardent supporter of mine through getting my articles out, my information out she has told me through emails you know hey write on you know I'm so glad you're on the same page I'm so glad that you're picking up where you know I have left off so to speak so that is going to be so huge, and
1: I'm so excited about that. Well, I'm excited too, and uh, boy, that's not going to work today. Uh, yeah, so stuffier says, is my head going to swell up when it – well, it did swell up, didn't it? <laughs> um, we can't – I don't know why that's not working. Um, that may be on my end. I don't know what the <clears throat> issue is. I don't change anything, so things are the same. We'll just go back and forth on the single screen. Okay. All right, it's so okay. let's let's get the ball rolling here. Um Sure. What do you got for us? I
0: have, um, if you don't mind, I have something from the Layman's Bible Commentary. Um, I wrote this down years ago. Obviously, I was sharing it with my children. And it says, what's the good of learning about the Bible as a series of past events? How can it become contemporary? What good is it to learn of God, his mighty acts in history, when I need him here now and in the present day? Now, John Calvin provided some of the, what some consider the best answer. Scriptures become spectacles or glasses which enable us to see, bring things into focus now that otherwise would be confusing or unfocused. Furthermore, the church's experience, study, shows of Scripture brings the Holy Spirit's presence into our minds and lives. Study expectantly, face your situation and better understanding of past acts and events display God's character and His nature, and can easily be applied in present-day issues, problems, etc. That's,
1: that's actually a great quote uh, from Calvin, and he has a, a, a wonderful way of putting that. It mm-hmm. also reminds us that God <clears throat> has actually worked in history, and that was something I hit on the other week with Psalm 78, is that He has worked in history Um, And he will continue to work in history. He continues to work in our lives today. And so instead of us walking by uh, sight, what we see, we trust Mm -hmm. that God is still there, that he's still fighting his battles for his people, and that uh, he still provides for his people in the same manner he has done in history.
0: Right. And I think one of the things that we're seeing um, in education is a definite shift away from any of this. You know, uh, look at it. You're not supposed to know your history or history's all wrong. Everybody got it wrong. So here are these idiots who come in um, with agendas, and they rewrite the history, and that's what's being taught. Now, remember, this is not just what we're seeing happen in education, Tim, as we have discussed throughout all our shows, not just meant to demise public education, but all education, even adult education.
1: Yeah, and there's another thing that, to consider about that, the uh, the idea of the quorum the Deo, that thing that we live our life before God, before the face of God, He sees it all. Mm-hmm. because he's worked all throughout history. He's seeing all of that, and as a result of that, he's also seeing our lives. And I think this goes hand-in-hand hand with Christian uh, education and the fact that we're presenting the biblical morality that was given to us by our Creator. And so, therefore, it's not just we're instructing children, but it's it's, it's that old adage. Uh, I can remember when I was a kid that, you know, God is seeing you even when you're in the dark, even when you're in a room where nobody else says that. He sees what you're doing. And so I think those things are important to build a particular character in children. And as we talk about on the show, bringing God's law into the midst of it to drive children towards Christ anyway. Um, the one, the center of all Absolutely. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we know that uh, modern shift is to steer them as far away from God as possible and into the arms of science because yep. science has become the God. Um, but I wanted to point out, I don't know if folks know this or not, but the word Testament in English means covenant. And so we know that God is a God of covenants um, and that's woven out through history. And, you know, as least said, part of what we're seeing now is part of a covenant or results of not honoring that covenant. But I also wanted to point out that, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy are all books of law. And so some of these verses that we're going over today will be from those books of law. You also have Joshua uh, through Esther. Those are going to be history or biography. Uh, Job through Song of Solomon, uh, poetry. Then you have your major prophets, your minor prophets. And then in the New Testament, you have, again, history and biography. Uh, oh, goodness. I've got one here. I can't read what it is. Oh, Paul's letters. Then we have the general letters. And then finally, Revelation is prophecy.
1: Yep. All right. What do we got? Right, you want to so, start with Genesis?
0: Yeah, let's do OK, so Genesis eighteen nineteen is where we're going to start. And I don't know what version you have, Tim.
1: I got them I've all. Got, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got them all.
0: Okay, I was going to say, mine is the New King James Version. That's fine. So why don't you read that?
1: For I have known him in order that he may command his children, he's talking about Abraham, and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him.
0: Okay, very good. So you have an entire family. Uh, We know Abraham was... um, quite a big deal in the old testament we know that he was setting up uh, god was setting up his entire lineage at that point but what we're seeing happen in education is that we're not doing things for justice in god's eyes we're doing justice for the societal or the, the greater common good
1: well yeah absolutely absolutely um and god keeps his promises too that's that's something that comes out of that verse too Uh, He is not a God that he should lie. Uh, God is not a liar. In fact, Paul says, let every man be a liar, Um, but not God, because it's not within his character to lie. So when we see this, uh, he knows, one, that Abraham is going to command his children, or he's going to teach them, which he'll later issue to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6. That's part of what goes on there. He's going to do that, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. Now, did they do that? Well, Ishmael apparently didn't do it, but Isaac did. At least to a certain extent, he had and I think this is the this is one of the things that's a different from a lot of religious books. They de, God demonstrates that men all throughout scripture are fallen. There are even even those patriarchs mm-hmm. that we that we uphold like Abraham or Isaac or Jacob, they all had their sins and they all had their faults along the way, yet they were those who persevered in faith. They didn't fall back into perdition, as the writer of Hebrews says, but they continued on in faith, believing God's promise that the seed would come, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that he would bless the nations as a result. So they weren't those who fell back. They weren't those who quote-unquote, backslid back into perdition, they were those who kept the faith, they kept walking towards the promises of God, believing God, even though they didn't. In Abraham's case, he was promised, you know, basically a down payment with the land uh, that God was going to give to Israel at the time, which he did give to them, by the way, folks. Read Joshua, and you'll see that he did give them all of the land and gave them all the promises that he gave to their fathers. As a down payment for what he would do through the Lord Jesus, as taking over the whole earth and giving it to his people. That was a promise that Jesus reiterated there in the Sermon on the Mountland.
0: Absolutely. But let's also point out that while we have, while we're in these particular law books of the Old Testament, we need to understand that this is about the time the Pharisees decided, oh, wait a minute, we can do better than God. We can add on all this garbage. And this is where the roots of the Noahide uh, were starting to pop up because the Pharisees had it out for the covenant. They didn't want Things to go as smoothly as it could, as it could. This is why we saw a demise when you know they went into the promise. Um, they were about to go in the promised land, and you know here comes the idol worship. Because every one of these particular, I mean, all through history, these people who who were inspired by God or were used by God, they faced an increase in idol worship. It's been going on since uh, you know dirt was invented. So this is where we see a lot of this stuff coming to fruition today.
1: Well, exactly. And we're not dealing with anything that's new here. I think that's something that people need right. to understand. We're not really dealing with anything new with Noahide laws. These right. things are old things. Um, in fact, this right. is stuff that the Lord Jesus was rebuking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, the mindset of the Judaizers, of the, of the Pharisees, the, that of Judaism, as it were. Uh, especially that that came out of Babylon with the Talmud and stuff. He, he was refuting, and this is why he would say, you've heard it said, but I say to you. He's not saying um, the, the, the Old Testament said this. What he's talking about is this said is this oral tradition that came from the Pharisees, that came from the Judaizers. He's saying mm-hmm. this is what they say, but I'm saying to you, I want to get back to the heart of the matter of the law of what was given at Sinai and what was expounded upon in books like Deuteronomy and Leviticus and such. So let's uh, go to the next one. Yep. Sure. Okay.
0: That's Exodus thirteen, eight through ten, if you'll read that.
1: Now that one is one I don't have for some reason.
0: <gasps> you don't. Well, I can read it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I was—I pulled up all these others, Joshua and Deuteronomy. That's and,
0: okay. That's okay. All right. Eight through 10. Hang on. Hang on. Let me pull it up. Let me get there. You shall tell your son in that day, saying, this is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt, and it shall be a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year.
1: Okay. All right. Now, again, this is like Deuteronomy. This is uh, this is providing us this whole idea, mm-hmm. and I want people to get this because I know a lot of people get the last day's madness stuff. He Look at what he says. <clears throat> Let me bring it up again. Verse 9 here out of Exodus 13. It shall be for a sign where? Upon thy hand, a memorial between thine eyes. Your forehead, what does that remind you of, guys? Revelation 13, right? The mark of the beast, it's not this It's not this microchip thing. That's not the whole idea behind it. It's whether or not you're going to submit to God's law or you're going to submit to man's law. Now, that may tie to certain things, and we looked at that. And if you don't, uh, well, it's not up because they took it. But uh, if you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you want to hear the message on that, mark of the beast, put that in. You'll see it. Um, I go through that as to how that was done among the Romans. It's been done all through history uh, to where the tyrants want to oppress God's people. So I just want to make that point there, Lynn, because since you read this scripture, I think it's we need to right. put that in the minds of people not to be fearful, Absolutely. but uh, but to be those who understand exactly what's going on here.
0: Right. Absolutely. And one of the things that we're seeing happen with education, whether it's In school or just in our environments is that instead of fearing the Lord or respecting the Lord, we're seeing everyone become fearful of the situation and, uh, you know, how many times we've talked about taking our eyes off of where we should have them. And then putting them just on the situation. And of course, when you hyper-focus on any situation in life, you learn a wrong set of skills. You learn a wrong set of coping. But one of the things we're seeing happen is that not only from the educational side, but from the medical side, there's all this social and emotional manipulation that is going on that is confusing so much on purpose so that people, instead of relying on their creator... They're, again, relying on science or medicine. And I'm not saying that those things are bad, Jim. What I'm saying is that they've gone out of control and tried to, well, there's no trying to it. It's, It's using all that as the total creation answer instead of remembering that, you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made.
1: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, what else do you got for us in this? All
0: right, let's head over to Deuteronomy because we have four different verses in Deuteronomy. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so 4-9 is where we're starting in Deuteronomy.
1: Yeah, if I could just get my arrow to... show up it's not showing up at all you're going to just have to do it um, for whatever reason okay that's reason. <laughs> fine that's not a
0: problem only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren so again this is that generational uh family learning. And what is so wonderful about that is because you do get to continue on your family traditions and the the, the uh, family beliefs. And one of the things that we're seeing happen in education, again, from a community aspect, because remember, this is not just in our public schools, this is in our museums and libraries, right. is that, you know, we don't have generational learning. We don't have family values. We have government values inserted and usurping family and biblical values.
1: Yeah, and I think that is a distortion that we have uh, oftentimes when politicians come on and they start talking about American values. Well, what are those American values? Well, they don't really tell you. Um, But here, at the Sons of Liberty, we say American values are Christian values. That is our roots, they're, our values are not rooted in Islam. They're not rooted in Buddhism or Hinduism or or, or humanism Hyde. or any of that, or Noahide or any of that. They're rooted yep. in Christianity. They're not rooted. Absolutely. They're not even rooted really in in Judaism of, of any kind. Because the fact of the matter is, that it was it was those who were engaged in Judaism that opposed Jesus, that opposed the apostles. Theirs was a a twisting of that. It really does spin off into the whole idea of the Noahide and and stuff like that. It is something completely different. So when people ask, what do you mean you use Judeo-Christian? I know the history of it. I don't particularly like the, the title, but I understand what Bradley's trying to communicate in that. He's saying, look, Paul says in Romans 2, the Jews did have the oracles of God. They had an advantage over the Gentiles around them because they had it. And yes, the Bible does refer to even God's people as that. And that and that imply that goes to even the Gentile believers, because they're true Jews, why because they've been circumcised of the heart, not an issue of the flesh but of the heart. this is what this is Paul's argument in Romans two and three anyway, uh to right. bring the Jews to understand, look you're not better because God chose you in this this issue, God is the one who's to be exalted, not man, and he's saying you're on the same playing field as the Gentiles. You people have violated the law, too. You're still in need of the same saviors the Gentiles are.
0: Yeah, but here you point out something. Here is another example of what Charlotte calls the deliberate dumbing down. It's like, you know, calling America a democracy. No, we're a republic. But the term judo-Christian has been dumbed down to be so inflammatory when it doesn't need to be.
1: Well, no, it doesn't, and throughout history, here, here's the only issue that I have, how, how it's understood through history, and I don't want to get off on this, but here's how right. it's understood through history. When when Jews went into countries, they said they were Judeo-Polish, or they were Judeo-German. So in other words, what they were doing was they were identifying their religion with the country mm-hmm. they're in. When you combine right. Judeo-Christian with that together, now you're combining two Christian or two religious elements. I don't think that's necessarily helpful, but I think if you explain to people what we're saying is, right. is when, when we're using the term, the term is, is being—we're trying to communicate is, look, we have a history that goes back to Jews, not the ones in Babylon with their Talmud and Noahide laws and all this other stuff, but the ones who go back who were given the oracles of God. Wow. And, you know, if you want to say, well, those weren't God's people and this, that, and the other, well, then you've got to deal in the book of Esther where they're specifically called God's people. This is what they're referred to. And wow. Esther, Esther pleaded for them, and God heard her prayer, and he saved her people. So, you know, I, I get it, guys. I get the arguments. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't really need to be inflammatory. But I, I do think wow. there has to be clarification simply because of the historical context of how the term is used.
0: And you're right. And the only reason I wanted to bring that up was because we know that there are so many people, um, especially, you know, some of the people who will be in the chat room or visit the archives that want to hyper focus on that one point and then totally chuck out everything else we're seeing. So I just wanted to bring that up.
1: Exactly. So yep. let's,
0: let's bring up um, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. And All if right, you'll read now that down. I do
1: have. <laughs> my my arrow is working, <laughs> okay. too. I don't I don't know Here what was going you. on.
0: Yep. And what are we starting to see? Uh, what have we seen down through history? Persecution of Christians, pers- uh, persecution in the form of, okay, you can't display this, you can't display that. Um, we're, we're starting to see that really ramp up here in America about what you can, you can't do.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's, it's definitely coming to that. Uh, in fact, it's more than that. It's not just about displays. It's about what you can say. It's yeah. about, you know, what you can hold to. Hey, keep that Christianity inside those those four walls of that building down there that you go to once a week or twice a week or whatever the case may right. be. But
0: think, but think about it from this way, okay? Yep. In some ways, it is a display of what we get to say because we might be the only version of the Bible that people ever get to see. Well, sure. And if we're not teaching that, if we're not teaching that sort of uh, transparency, if
1: you will, uh, what are we teaching? Well, no, that's that's exactly right, and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at, though, is when we have a First Amendment that protects the free exercise thereof, and it's talking about yes. your your beliefs in the Creator. That's, I mean, this is really what the whole idea of religion is supposed to be tied to, anyway your your beliefs in the Creator. And some people say, "Well, I'm irreligious. I don't. I'm not religious, or whatever." Oh, yes, you are. You're made to be religious. You're made to worship the creator. The the problem is you would choose to worship your own mind or that which is falsely called science or whatever the case may be. You're going to worship something. You're going to bow down to something. You're going to trust something. Um, it may be untrustworthy, but you're going to trust in something. So you're exactly right. They're trying to to stifle that within the public sphere, and it's something that we do have to stand up against. Yep. All
0: right. nine, twenty nine in
1: Deuteronomy. All right. Okay, let me bring up uh, where we're at here. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law.
0: You all the words of the law. Yep, and what is, what is being taught is that man's law somehow is the only law that matters. And it's not true. That's right.
1: Absolutely not true. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I was referring to when I brought up the issue of Revelation. And people always want to go around, pin the tell on the Antichrist, or look for the mark of the beast, or all this kind of... And you know, I've had people on the show, and they mention that. And I get it, folks. I'm not there to argue that at the time when I had those people on. But, right. the, but the issue... You want to know what the mark of the beast is? Are you following man's law? Or are you following God's law? Are you submitting to the tyrant? Or are you submitting to God? That's really what that's about. And um, this is not hard to understand. It's not something that you got to look in a crystal ball to figure out. God's given it to us. What is he using the imagery for in Revelation? He's, we've already went through Exodus, um, the passage over there in Exodus 13. We, we just went through it in Deuteronomy 6, the same thing. Over and over again, he's talking about learn his law. He's not talking about learn you know, whatever man wants to come up. Learn his law. Which one are you submitting to? Are you submitting to man's law, yeah. the tyrant, or are you submitting to God's?
0: But think, but think about it from from the modern education viewpoint, which is going to sell more, which is going to appear to be more, um, you know, you've said it before, and I know we don't like to, to go here, but, you know, you've said a lot of people think that uh, when we talk about education, it's boring and yawning and all that kind of stuff because it's not sexy enough. Well, guess what? In this kind of shift, man's law is going to appear to be more exciting or sexy if you will, because god's law is well that's boring and it's blah and we don't need it so here we have it we've replaced it we've done better well no we can't outdo god
1: well exactly and that's that's the point it's it becomes seductive to people yeah. they think it appeals to their 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 base nature in many cases it really does right and uh, and it gets away from from god's law and we've done that see, anybody that's can another and,
0: thing that's in yep, that's in the um the educational shift and again this is not just from schoolhouse this is pretty much a culture change is that we don't need god we are god we're all gods walking around and all the power we ever need is in ourselves bs and horse hockey
1: well absolutely it is absolutely it is and you know i was thinking about something the other day with regards to when jesus said he was the son of god and they knew exactly what he was saying folks by the way that's why they picked up stones to stone him, because they were referred to as gods in the Old Testament, and with little g. That's how we would put it uh, in the English. And the reason was is because they were called to be judges, righteous judges, upholding the law. And you know what? The same is true today of a judge He is to be the minister of God. He is to be, as it were, the representative of God in dealing with matters to deal justly. And how does he do that? He's supposed to be doing it by law, by God's law, which man's law should reflect that. That's what it should, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's not. And so this is why we get a lot of injustice. We get it because we have corrupt justices who don't believe they're the ministers of God, or because they're trying to apply uh, corrupt law, man's law. And again, we have an Form that foundation in education so that people even understand that. There used to be entire high school uh, curriculum in public schools. You can still get them online, uh, some of them from uh, Dallas, Texas. Entire Old and New Testament um, books that were taught in high schools to public school kids, people who weren't even Christians, to lay the foundations of Christian morality, to teach the covenant that, God, that you spoke about before, that God has given. And folks, yeah, there are many covenants in the Bible, but they're all they're, they're like a flower. They keep growing. They're not just different covenants. They're all part of the same stock. And the new covenant is not something brand new, something over here. It's the culmination. It's the bloom of the flower, if you will, of all of the covenants, because they're all, yes, all the promises of those covenants are yes and amen in Christ. So um, just... I, I'm probably throwing out a bunch of stuff that some people already get, maybe some don't, but I, I don't think that that education has been given. And this is why we have so many people off in so many directions when it comes to Christianity.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's finish up Deuteronomy with thirty-three, forty-six.
1: Okay. Uh, excuse me, 32.
0: 32, uh, 46. 46.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. All right. So it says, And he said to them, Set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today, which you shall command your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law.
0: Yep. And those, get those kids. Yep. And that's what we're seeing happen is that they're getting them early and earlier. In fact, every student succeeds act, um, which we've talked about many, many times. We saw the mandate for uh, expanding universal uh, preschool because we have to get them younger and younger so that we can start shifting those attitudes, values, and beliefs. All right, we're going to skip over to Joshua now, and we're going to look at Joshua 1.8, and then we have another uh, reference from Joshua.
1: Okay, all right, and this says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success.
0: Okay. All righty. Prosperous and success don't always mean money, but that's what we're seeing. That's what we've seen. Oh, gosh, really pick up with this shift away from learning how to read, how to write, how to think into how can I earn? Because we have the Common Core machine going, no, we don't learn so that you can be who i made you to be. We have it so that you are learning so that you can go earn so that our economy can be good. There's a false narrative about what success and prosperity are. It's not always going to be financial, and none of us were ever supposed to be um, on the same plane as far as everyone having something. That goes back to the you know the greater common good about everybody having the same thing. Well, no, because we were never created to have the same thing. We're not created to look the same, to think the same, to act the same, because. God loves variety. And if you doubt that, look at creation. Look at all the different flowers, the different animals, the different patterns that we see in weather. My goodness, you could just, you could spend all day doing that.
1: Well, absolutely you could. And, uh, and I, that's a good point that you make, that it's not about being prosperous. This takes me right back to uh, what Victor used to say. And I've held on to it because it was such a nugget for me. Is the Marxist the, the as we've talked about and as people are talking about now, and they they don't seem to get this. I don't know why they don't get it. It was like a light bulb went on for me. The Marxists always start with the money system. That's where they start for and how What's they our fix government doing. It. That's ex- well. That's what is a- our
0: gov- yeah. What is our government doing? Yeah. And what have they turned education into? It is all about money, but it's not money for your personal gain. It's for the the man, if you will, or yep. for the system, for the corporations. I mean, right. you look at the, exactly. the billionaires who are making the most money right now are doing it off of pandemic stuff, yeah, which they're is doing off of lies,
1: yeah, they're doing yeah. it off of lies is what they're doing
0: well, absolutely, all right, let's skip over to Joshua four, six, and seven, please.
1: okay. All right, and this says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones?
0: Okay, then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and it crossed over the Jordan, and the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is what we're seeing happen: is that as this continued education shift and culture shift go on, those markers that we've had always to help guide us or help us remember, they're being erased.
1: Yeah, and that that is something that, um, and I see Southern Gent is in the chat room this morning. Good morning. Uh, that's something that he and I have talked about. Because we've mm-hmm. talked about these, this the tearing down that's taken place what over the past few years with uh, statues, and by the way, guys, that's happened not under Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka, not under Joe Biden. That all happened under Donald Trump. Okay, just so we're clear on some stuff, I'm not wanting to bring really wanting to bring. I'm just wanting you. I'm wanting you to see how this game is played: the right and the left, the Republicans and the Democrats, the conservatives, the liberals, instead of the law. <laughs> Which is what Lynn is bringing up today. Over and over, it's the law. Go back to the law. Go back to the law. Mm-hmm. Again, this has happened to them. What are they doing, Lynn? They're tearing down our heritage. They're tearing down the history that we have. And look, no matter what side you fall on, if you're one of those who support the war of northern aggression, maybe you support that. Or maybe you're a good old southern person that understands exactly what was going on and the politicization of slavery and all the other stuff. And I'm not defending slavery, but I'm saying you understand what was really going on at the time because you know the history. Well, those things are reminders of what went on in our land. And the fact that we want to pull them down because of some ignoramuses of a younger generation who don't have any understanding of what that history actually represents, except what somebody has filled their little noggins with in the public indoctrination centers. Well, what are we doing to allow such a thing? What are we doing to allow this kind of thing? What do you think that's going to produce, folks? See, this is why People can, they, they get mad. You see the stories. Let me interject this just for a moment, land. This is why you see the stories in the public school system of, oh, they're teaching the five pillars of Islam. Oh, they want you to, to go and be a Muslim for the day. Oh, they want you to learn, um, you know, some kind of uh, transgenderism. They want to implement uh, sodomy within, you know, preschool, not preschoolers, um, elementary school and junior high. They want to implement that stuff in high school. They want to make that as though that's normal, a part of the curriculum. It's a part of life. This is just how people are. All this kind of stuff. And the parents get upset when they catch wind of it. They'll go do something one time. They'll keep sending their kid back there. Let me ask you something. If you sent your kid to school and they made the kids go play in the cesspool, would you send them back the next day? Probably not. But you keep sending them to the cesspool every day for their minds. You're sending them to the cesspool for their minds every day. You have no ability to be in there all day and see what's being taught to them. And you keep sending them back in there. You're endangering your kids. You're endangering your future and their future. And why would you do that? This uh, this is just food for thought for people to think about what they're doing with their kids in this manner. You know, I'd rather for people, even if you're basically illiterate, if you would stay at home maybe just re just read your bible to your kids if you if you can't do a lot of read your bible to your kids i I'd, I'd rather have a society built on that they have good moral principles they're going to have good work, work ethics you're going to drive that into them because they're your principles and your values if that's what you hold to if you hold to the um the marxist view then it's going to be step on whoever you got to step on to get up that corporate ladder so that you can make lots of money and do whatever you want, so to speak, and forget the law. And so I think this is timely, Lynn, these things that we're bringing, is to say, look, there is a better way, America. Our forefathers did it in the past. In fact, I've done a, a an article, and you could find it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can put in education liberty. And you'll find it, it's got a, um, the image there is of a Scrabble thing, one of those little, looks like a pew with, <laughs> that you put your letters on, right? And it's on education. And it points back to our history. Do you know that when America, without all the technology, without all of the other stuff that, that we have today, okay, we were leading the world at the time in literacy, Even in the rural areas of South Carolina that I live in, the literacy rate was well over 90%. And in the cities, it was well over 95%. was rivaling anything that was going on in England at the time. What was the main key that they had? In fact, what was basically the only thing they had? They were using the Bible. The families were reading the Bible in the mornings at the table together. They were reading it in the evenings at the table together. That's basically what they had. That's what they had to learn. And the society functioned just fine. And now we're we've taken the Bible. We said, "Oh, we don't need that in there because we can't we can't have religion in the in the school." Oh, we can have we can have Islam. We can have uh, Gaia worship. We can have uh, occultism taught in there. But let's not talk about the Bible. We, we can't have that because that's religious. And um, you know, the state isn't supposed to do that. There's a separation of churches. All that kind of nonsense. And parents have allowed it to go on in their schools for far too long.
0: Well, Tim, let me just point out a couple of things, not that I'm disagreeing with anything that you've said, but I just want to point out a couple of things. And that is, as we've said every broadcast, we're not just seeing this in the public schools. If you homeschool and you have access to community-wide events... Um, or after-school programs that are open to your community, which the every stu- student sees that did increase because the communities have to have to be aligned so that every student can be ready for you know success, whatever the government defines success as. So you know if you. Um, are using the Bible in your homeschool, that's great and fun and wonderful. But if you're accessing some of these community resources that are, are free, that are tied to a lot of this stuff, you're endangering your child. If you're allowing them to look at some of the um, cable programs that are out there that have a lot of this agenda woven in, it's something that you need to be aware of because as we've discussed, Tim, we know that things like Sesame Street and some of the other production companies know what this shift is and they're purposely inserting it in different areas that they know because entertainment has become one of those tools by which to educate people about societal injustices and societal matters, that yes, we're told in the Bible how to handle those, but it's not coming from how to handle them from the Bible. It's coming from how to handle them um, according to the the, the social justice warriors we're seeing.
1: That's exactly right. I can remember as a kid, and I don't even know if they have them now because we don't get like you know regular television pumped into the house, but. I, knew, I remember when I was a kid, you got up on Saturday mornings, and there was cartoons from, I don't know, 6 in the morning till 2 in the mm. afternoon or something like that. Yeah, till but, then. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing that was different about it. Intermixed between that was that that great little thing called Schoolhouse Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually taught certain things. They taught uh, phonics. They taught what it, what the language was. And then they came along, and they, they even had... Um, Uh, I don't know what the thing was. It was tied with Schoolhouse Rock, but it wasn't Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill. I'm sitting on Capitol Hill, and it would teach you things about how your Constitution worked. I mean, those things are not, well, you have to find them on YouTube or something like that. Not that I want to point you there, but you have to find them there. You have to find them on some other places. Now, they don't put that before the kids anymore. They've done them down. They started it off with entertainment to teach things, which was good. They should have stuck with that. But they've they pulled it away slowly. Parents didn't notice mm-hmm. it, and all of a sudden they start even changing up the cartoons um, to be different kinds of things too. So that has that has begun. That's transformed over the past several decades, and mm-hmm. most parents don't even realize it's been done. I don't. Again, I don't even know if they have that stuff on Saturday morning. But that's at least how they used to do things. Right.
0: Well, all right. Let's go to our last passage, and this is from First Kings. And it's four twenty nine through thirty four, so that's a big passage. And Tim, if we need to go over a few minutes, do we have time?
1: All right, let me. Um, we've got about yeah, we've got seven minutes here. Let me um, let me pull that okay. up. Four twenty nine, and you're wanting to go through what? Thirty four. All right. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the east country and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and Her, uh, excuse me, Heman, and Chalcol, and Darda, and the sons of Mahal. And his fame was in all nations round about. And he spake 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were a 1,005. And he spake of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even into the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also of beasts and of fowl and of creeping things and of fishes. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth, which had heard of his wisdom.
0: And who are we seeing now pretend to be all the wisdom we ever need? What group?
1: Mm, I'm going to let you give that answer.
0: Oh, you can't guess, or you just want me to say it? <laughs> yeah, I want you to say it. United Nations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and we the world. Know more than anybody.
1: Yeah. The United Nations, tied with all their, their little cronies at the World Health Organization. Boy, I got some stuff I want to bring out about that guy who's leading it. Um, what's his name? Dr. Tedros adhan nam whatever he is give he's not even a medical doctor yet he's holding he's heading up the world health organization how does that work and yet that's the very stuff of where youtube is cracking us down on because oh we don't uphold the who standards we don't uphold what the cdc says it's not even a trained medical doctor who's leading them (laughs) what kind of what kind of Talk is that anyway? Don't get me started on that. That's been something well, that's on well, my think mind today.
0: Think, think about this, Tim. Think about the fact that, again, with the education shift, we are fast tracking degrees for credentialing, for certification, and Just because you have a DR stuck in front of your name or a PhD or whatever alphabet soup thing you have behind your name doesn't always mean you're going to be as qualified as what those things used to be. They can't. I mean, we've talked about this before, um, about how this hurry up and learn to hurry up and earn has taken out vital steps of things like phlebotomy. We've talked about this. Or car repair these are huge because one could ki- uh, both could kill you.
1: Well, of course, of course, that's, that's exactly right. Um, anyway. it, it, yeah, it's, it, it sh- but it shows <clears throat> the difference between those who follow the scriptures. And by the way, let me just address something that Dave put in the, in the, in the chat, uh, Dave, I don't buy any of that stuff that you just said. I'm not an end days person. The end days came in the first century. Upon Jerusalem, why? Because they rejected their Messiah. He prophesied it forty years before, bro. That's the Lord Jesus, you know, the one who established that New Testament that you're saying is uh, um, what, what did you call it? Fanciful tales of the New Testament. They're not fanciful tales, bro. They're history. We've got first-century writings, manuscripts that show it's its history. All right. So, no, I reject what you're saying there because it is history. The I am of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is Jesus himself. He said, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. And they knew exactly what he was. That's why they wanted to pick up stones to stone him. But they couldn't do it. Okay? And the Old Testament prophets, Jesus says, you read Luke Chapter 24, Jesus tells his disciples after his resurrection, you know Moses, you know the prophets, you know the Psalms, they speak about me. They speak about me. They're not out there so you can justify yourself. They're out there to show you what God had said would happen. In the very garden, he said, I'm going to send one, and he's going to crush the head of the serpent And the serpent's going to bruise his heel. And he demonstrated what he would do for mankind in taking and clothing Adam and Eve, our first parents, after their sin, after their violation of God's law, which was don't eat of this tree, in the skins of an animal. And now the New Testament tells us that God has clothed us in the righteousness of his son, the Lord Jesus. If you want to go and try to establish your own righteousness, knock yourself out, man. Knock yourself out. But the more you try to do that, the more debt you're going to incur. Because if you fail in the law at one place, you're guilty of breaking the whole thing. You become a lawbreaker, period. So, hey, you want to establish yourself that way? Do it. But the Bible says that you're to repent and you're to put your faith in the Lord Jesus, be reconciled back unto God. Lynn, um, we're coming up on two minutes. You got any final thoughts that you want to say about this before we close out the show?
0: I just want to say that, um, you know, we just covered a few books. We've got know the rest of the Bible to go. We're going to spend the rest of the month doing that. Hopefully we can get Charlotte on. I did want to point out that in the resources for um, everyone in the archive, you're going to see at least three or four articles where God or the Bible is mentioned. Uh, Tim, if you would throw in that um, interview I did for, or that presentation I did for Dr. June Knight at uh, WATB DB where I talk about the shift of noahide in education and what is what we're really facing. That would be super. Um, you can also go to my website, com. I do have a donate button there if you feel so led. Um, I am coming up on some unexpected office needs that I'm going to need to cover. So if you are feeling that you would like to bless uh, what I do in that way, that would be very helpful. You can find me on localactivist.org, which is a part of Citizens for Free Speech, which I would urge you to join because, as Tim has pointed out, our First Amendment is really being threatened. You can find me on usa.life, MeWe. You can find me on Twitter, Parler, Facebook, under uh, U.S. Parent Call to Action, as well as Common Core Diva. You can find me on BNJTV, which is on their website, bnjtv.com. It's coming on Amazon and Roku with a fire stick. You can also email me if you want me to do a presentation, speak, whatever. Or if you just have questions or something you want me to to look at, uh, you know, comacordiva at gmail.com.
1: Yep. And we are looking forward to setting things up again with uh, Charlotte Iserbite. And um, as soon as we got those times down, we'll let you guys know. And yep. I don't know if we're going to have to pre-record that, if we're going to do that live. It just depends. I know I know she's getting right. older and, and stuff, so I don't know if she's up early in the morning. Some people are like that, or we're going to have to do the yep. pre-record. But in either case, we're going to let you guys know it's going to be an exciting time. I think it's going to be a lightning time for a lot of people uh, who are not aware of what's going on in any case Lynn we appreciate you very much thank you so much for your time that you put in every week to come in and educate the people on what's going on and uh, looking forward to more of that 23 hours we'll be back with you see ya